Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this amazing journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-host, Nay and Sunny D. Hey honeys, I'm Nay, your virtual homegirl who thoughts on almost any and everything. Also, full-time parent, and sometimes you may hear my little one in the background of this podcast. Lo siento, I am sorry. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. Hey everyone, it's Sunny D. And to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry piles up and the dogs chew on your good shoes. Yo, this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, love ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want to do mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver entertaining, educational, and some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. Y'all, it is July. We are hot and sweating. If y'all have an ice machine, utilize it. If y'all have some good AC, stay inside. Do not go out. Do not go out. Do not go out until the sun goes away or get a popsicle. Popsicles help. Keep your mouth cool and wet and calm. Anywho, um, we are going to tell ladies, y'all tell me, how did y'all have fun at work this week? So at my job, we have tea time on Fridays. So because most of us are remote, I think some people are hybrid and they go into the office sometimes, but we don't have to. So on Friday mornings, we all get online. It's the one time of the week that we'll all be on and have our cameras on. Not everybody, but some people do. Y'all going to get this hair, this bonnet, no makeup, whatever, because it's Friday. Nobody cares. But we'll get on line and for like half an hour we just shoot the shit and it's a lot of fun there's really no work that we're talking about or projects that we're working on sometimes we'd be complaining about stuff it's kind of like our little vent session or what are y'all doing this weekend or who's going to such and such concert blah 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 so it's just really fun to kind of get together see my other teammates that I talk to on a regular basis and just talk about nonsense at the end of the week so what I did fun at work this week was I was with the babies so I got to snuggle on babies I got to snuggle in between their neck where the milk gets and just squeeze them and love on them and read to them and rock them to sleep. You know, baby snuggles are everything. And since Alex has gotten big, I don't get like, I get preschooler snuggles. I don't get baby snuggles anymore. So that was fun. And so for me this week, um, we started a walking challenge at my job. So like, it's been so interesting and fun to see like everybody now all of a sudden walking, right? (laughs) And so um, me and one of my colleagues were taking a walk, but then we were like, oh, well, it's a walking challenge. We can keep walking. Oh, it's a walking challenge. So we were gone for like almost an extended amount of time. And so we got back, but on the walk, we were talking, laughing. Like I was trying to learn how to do the stanky leg. But like on the way back, somebody was like, well, where were y'all? We were like, oh, we were walking for our walking challenge because, you know, this is part of our job and we have a challenge. So if we win and they were like, oh, well, I'm glad you said that. Let me go do my walk. I am using this walking challenge to walk a lot more. Yes. But also to stop and have fun of like mental health and just chill and just laugh out about uh, whatever's going on in the world or like practice whatever dance move that these youngins are doing. And so one thing fun I did in my personal life was um, 
make candles. And I thought it was so cool how like we went, my friends and I, we went to like this candle making where you can either do candles or diffusers. And I thought that was so cool. So this week, either or for y'all is do y'all prefer candle or diffuser? Wait, 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 wait. So you could either make candles or a diffuser? How do you make a diffuser sweater? You don't really make it. All you do is mix the oils together and they give you the sticks. Oh, so you're making an essential oil blend. You're making that's, a Yeah. That's what that is. Okay. I would rather do diffusers. Candles are cool sometimes. Um, it's rare that I get to like get all the wax out of the candle, but I like diffusers because I have a small child and he likes to touch everything. And I don't need fire play and wax play this early. Like he ain't gonna know how to act. So give me the diffuser all day long. And I think sometimes the smell lasts longer. I think I agree with that. I think diffusers are more effective when it comes to actually like scent and fragrance of a room or space, but candles are a vibe. And I like candles. I like a live flame. Granted, we have no children in this house. So we can do that more abundantly, I think. But I like the vibe of having like candles in my office or the very black African proverb where you light the candle in the kitchen and you turn the oven light on the kitchen is closed like that symbol that's like the universal symbol for don't nobody come in here messing up my kitchen or dirty and I'm no dishes and you don't clean up after yourself so I feel like candles are like their necessary communication for the household I am a candle person I love 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 candles I can light them and just be huh I just do I always have to remember to not go to bed with them lit. However, it's something about a candle. I guess that's what it is, the nonverbal communication, but it's a communication. But then also I think of like when you had a hard day, you light that candle, sit on the couch, get your glass of wine. You're like, ah, it's the ambiance of a candle. And like diffusers, I love going to bed because it's able to like, for me, I use um, lavender and peppermint oil, one so I can sleep and breathe while I'm asleep. <laughs> And so I like diffusers, but I'm for this, I will say I will go with a candle. Well, you should like on your member episode, I think 76 in the blog where I put the song Candlelight by Cherie. She has an ep, um, a, what is it? An interview where she's describing why the song is called Candlelight. So you should check that out. Yes, ma'am. I will. I will. So thank y'all for that and participating in that. And Y'all know we do a quote of every single episode. And so today's quote is, parents are the ultimate role models for children. Every word, every movement and action affects. No other person or outside force has a greater influence on a child than a parent by Bob Keyshawn. Thumbs up emoji. I agree. Um, parents are the child's first teacher. The family is the child's first teacher. So yeah, you play a great role in your child's life until they hit preteenness, and then it's all about their peer group. But until then, kids love you. I agree. Yeah, I remember a guy we used to work with at our old job together name. He used to always say that parents are your 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 parents are a child's favorite TV show. And so they watch everything. Even when you think they're not watching or looking or listening, they're watching, looking, listening, and definitely got some senses that you're like, how did you hear that? Oh, I heard and you won't know until like weeks or months or whatever later. They're like little sponges and storages. They just have so much in there. I agree. I also think the absence of 
A parent is also a great influence in children, really in any person, I think, but especially in children. But I think that parents being that first notion of what life is and personhood and humanism and all those things, like they're solely dependent upon these people. They spend most of their time with these people. So good or bad, parents are absolutely an ultimate influence in children's lives. I agree. And with that, we're going to get into our episode today, y'all. First and foremost, happy National Parents Day to all the parents out there. Happy National Parents Day to you, to you, and you, you too. Happy, 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 happy. We are grateful for how much you have and have given us and have sacrificed for us um, and how amazing you are. We want to give a special, special shout out to our very own Nat. Um, We love you and think you are one of the best, best, best parent role models. Y'all already know if y'all have listened to us this far that Nate is going to help me with my twins and raise them. I am blessed to have her and happy National Parents Day, girl. Thank you. Thank you, love book. So with our parent and everything else, what are some challenges that y'all are currently experiencing with your parents in aging? Because currently is your mom, mommy. <laughs> Let's just say we had a good hot to hot on yesterday (laughs) about some things. Like, I love how my mom can come to me, not as a parent to child, but as a peer with insight and expertise in areas that she might not have those expertise in. Sometimes I have to be like, yeah, like we were talking about something and I was like, why are you over here acting like IG thought? Like your, your finances and your purchases are not conducive to the woman of a seasoned age that you are. Like you're spending your money on makeup, wigs, clothes, and like mama, mama, get it together. She said, listen, <laughs> I'm about my life. I did what I needed to do to get you up and running to be the woman you are today. And I am for the streets respectfully as of now, but she's still for the sheets too. Maybe she's for the, uh, what is it called? The the hallways, like a transition to the street. <laughs> Not all the way to the street. No, and I get her. So y'all listeners don't think my mom out here being ratchet. No, I get her. Like she has paid her dues. She is of a season age. She wants to spend her money how she feels like she can spend it because she's earned it and it's her right. But it was just funny the when she started naming the things she spent her money on. I was like, ma'am. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, it just, it helps that we can have those moments and she can come to me and ask for my advice on things that she's going through in her life, even though she raised me. So not to ask if y'all mom and whatever have been mom and everything, but what's one of the recent things y'all have talked about with your moms to be like, you aging, but who's the parent? I think that's funny because like, in my mind is like, it's funny how tables turn, like our parents. Parents, when we're younger, we like, oh, I don't know anything. But then we get older and realize like, oh, y'all do know stuff. <laughs> we didn't know stuff. And now they get older and they're like, oh, we know stuff that y'all don't know. I think that's funny. For me and my mom, and I would say mom and grandma, I rose to both right now. <laughs> The latest conversation we had was regarding basically my little sister and life. 
and how like, oh, you got to go to college. You got to get a good job. You won't get a good job unless you go to college. You got to go to college. And yeah, with y'all's faces. Yeah. And so we had a very, I don't even want to say it was heart to heart. It was a tough conversation because you're, I was trying to get through to them. Like college is not the end all be all. But as my grandma said, well, if you um, go to college, you have more opportunities than someone with the high school education, which is can be 50% true. And I say that because like I told them, I was like, these days, all you need is YouTube University, TikTok, a certificate, and a willing to educate yourself, a willingness to educate yourself. And you will be hiring people who went to college in your business. So my little sister doesn't need a degree. And it was a whole shit show, literally. I bet that was an interesting conversation because even just as someone that has a degree and had the whole narrative the full expectation, like not going to college wasn't a conversation that existed in my household. Like that was the next step. So that's what I did. And now it's like, could have saved them five years and all that money and did something totally different. And I may have been better off. I may not have been, I don't know, but I do know that there are way more options now. I definitely think that is something that my mom is coming more to terms with because she also went to college. My dad went to college. My brother did school for a little bit. Like we're very much a higher education type of a family because that's always been the narrative. But nowadays it's like her younger grandnephews and nieces and stuff. And that's not something that they're doing and they're investing or they're starting businesses or they're doing something totally in a different trajectory. And sometimes she'd be having a hard time with it. And I'm like, eh. I mean, listen, all you need is the internet connection. That's it. That's all. There's so much free information online to educate yourself with whatever. And just like Nikai said, all you need is that willingness to learn and to educate yourself. And that doesn't always look like going and sitting in a class with a professor. Amen. So I think we all three have come to the conclusion that these parents are fallible. They have been kicked off of the pedestal. They be wrong and make bad choices. So to get into the nitty gritty. Y'all be talking smack to y'all siblings and everything about y'all parents. Because I know me and my brother, I even told one of them, I was like, listen, you will never get out of my life and I will never get out of your life. Because who am I going to talk smack to? We are stuck together forever. The amount of times that my brother will randomly call me or randomly text me like angry emojis or like ridiculous gifs in reference to our mom. And it's so funny because now it's like, and I think we've always done this, but anytime our parents would get on our nerves, it's always like, that's your parent. Your mama is doing X, Y, Z. Why is your mama getting on my nerves for this? And he'll text me. He'd be like, your mama's working me. <laughs> and I'm like, why she got to be my mama when you upset with her? Like, that's just how you, that's just what you do as siblings is whenever that particular parent is working on your nerves, they now belong to your siblings. That I, I can't, I'm, that's not me no more. I can't get with that. So funny story. Back when me and my brother were little, we used to argue. I mean, we're less than two years apart. So the argument happened. One day we were really getting into argument. And he said something to me. And I just as clear as day, like no thought about it. It was just like, your mama. <laughs> he was like, but we got the same mama. I was like, oh, <laughs> in that moment, I forgot that we came from the same two parents. And I call myself being smart and just as snappy as you want to be. Your mama had like got me good in my soul. <laughs> like your mama, we got the same parents. And then I would have came back. You are adopted. 
So about that, my two brothers had this running joke for a while that I was adopted and I came here across the ocean on a milk crate from China. Why are siblings like this? Yeah, Sunny D done completely turned around in that chair. That is a very specific story. Like the details of this lie. How? How? This is what happens when you have siblings that are two and 12 years older than you and you're the baby. It's always in the details. And it didn't help that when I was younger and more yellow and it's only through time that I have become more brown. So, and my eyes are slightly elevated. So picture a young yellow me with my brothers who are more deeper brown skin. Luckily, my daddy is about my color, but I was just like, am I adopted? (laughs) Are y'all my parents? What was that children's book with the uh, Becky's? Are you my mother? I think I've done the whole my brother may be adopted thing when we were kids. Seriously, but not seriously. And it was an easy thing to do because my brother and I look nothing alike. We don't look like we are related in any way, shape, or form. Our skin tones are totally different. Facial features are totally different. What's interesting, though, is if he would put on a wig, because we used to play in my mama wigs when we were kids. If he would put on a wig, he looks like my dad's mom. He would look like my grandmother. So it's only in certain situations where there would be some sort of resemblance but if you put us side by side aside from us having the same last name you wouldn't have absolutely no idea we went to high school for one year at the same time he was a freshman I was a senior the only two students in the whole school with that last name and nobody knew they still didn't know like we look nothing alike so we sometimes would play into the fact like somebody's adopted and it ain't me I don't know if it's you but it ain't me so even now as adults we still kind of are like my brother's like well I don't know I'm adopted so that's your mama when when, particularly when she's getting on his nerves so eh, who knows we weren't there but why is it that when the mamas get on your nerves and you show that they getting on your nerves they undoubtedly want to threaten you with bodily harm like hush before I whoop you Uh, I'ma hit you mama you really didn't whoop or hit me growing up but why in God's earth do you think I'm gonna sit here or stand here and let your little slower slower walking tail come and hit me i'm gonna run i'm gonna walk away like why why do they do this to us like why does it make it don't make sense first of all anytime i see online those hypothetical questions like would you slap your mama for 15 billion dollars yes yes i would because i can outrun her number one and number two i have plenty of money to handle any sort of potential bodily injuries or whatever it'll be fine whatever my brother specifically would slap me if I didn't. So there's that. But my mother tends to do this. She's backed off as we've gotten older, but particularly... I remember a specific instance where I came home from college. Mind you, I had my own apartment, paying my own fake bills because it was like a college apartment. So it was fully furnished and it was like $350 a month. Your girl was still struggling, but you know, college. And I remember I came home and I didn't do something she asked me to do. I don't know if it was like do the dishes, take the trash out. It was something very small and, and, and insignificant. And she had the nerve to like attempt to threaten me with a whooping. And I was like, you know, I could go home, right? Like I could leave and go to my own apartment that I pay bills at. I came to visit you and do my laundry. I could leave, right? And it was so comical. Like she couldn't do anything but laugh because she knew how ridiculous she was being. But I was like, ma'am, I'm in my 20s. I could buy 
alcohol that's not gonna work no more sorry it's funny you say that because I even think of so my little sister just came back from college right and so me and her was talking obviously with everything going on but um we were also talking she was like I just I just don't want to be at home I said you like your freedom don't you <laughs> she was like yeah and I was like okay so what is you what does that look like she was like I, I just I want I, I just want to be with my friends and I was like you don't want to be with the old people no more. <laughs> and she was like I love them and so we were cracking up because I was was like oh so now you got a taste of freedom you don't want to go back now huh she was like I don't and I said what you gonna do when they get older because they got to stay with you and she was like no uh you the oldest <laughs> gotta stay with you first I said no technically I'm not the oldest the parent the parentals will go to the oldest one not me but it's just funny of like this theme of freedom like once we get this taste of it we get to be free but they're so used to us being in their house you know and everything so they get freedom but they don't want freedom they still want us around and coming and visiting and everything which is so funny it's like it's like a catch-22 honestly so I know I shared this story in the blog but I know some of y'all have to not be reading such a story for another day but anyway I remember the summer in between my freshman and sophomore year of college I came back home and I feeling feeling good feeling grown little nay stayed out overnight you know somewhere that was not my parents house and I came back the morning didn't call, didn't check in because I fell asleep. Do you know my daddy put me on curfew that whole summer? <laughs> now I am, for all intents and purposes, bro. Back in college, I could sleep wherever I want. Whoever I want could sleep under the same roof with me. But yes, he sure did put my over 18 butt on curfew. I had to be back home by one and it wasn't nothing my mama could say, but you should have called. <laughs> And I, it was at that moment I said, never again, never again. I will have my own place. I will not come back for the summer. I can't do it. But speaking of the oldest being in charge of the ailments, what's up with y'all older siblings? Because my brother has this like crazy idea that the woman is supposed to take care of the mom when they get old. I don't know who going to take care of the dad. I guess we, you know, Black men got the lowest mortality rate of everybody. So I guess that is just gonna disappear but he said the woman takes care of the mom and I was like but you the oldest and he was like but you're the woman and I was like well who you taking care of because once again daddies are not in this equation he was like well my wife's mom is gonna live with us so, so he's basically excluding himself for all parental caregiving so do y'all have that conversation as well with your siblings I hear Nakai that you just said not it to take care <laughs> your mom. Sunny D, have you and your brother had that conversation? No, because I am the only girl and the oldest. So by default, it is me. I am she, she is I. So I know that I am that person. I'm the one that will figure out or handle any sort of parental care in the future. I am well aware that I am the one to organize the, you know, final arrangements and get all of those things in order to the point where my mother has a file with my name on it that has all of the plans and the wishes and documents, 
what to do with the houses, who gets what, how to, you know, what forms to fill out to switch deeds and names and what to do with the accounts and all those kind of things. So I would be that person to handle any and all of those types of decisions. So I don't have an out. There may be certain instances where I may share responsibilities with my younger sibling. We both doubt it. We both pretty much know that it's just me. And I'll probably get assistance and help from my older cousins who my mom helped raise. But specifically within our immediate family, I didn't volunteer as tribute, but that's just what happened. For me, as y'all know, my grandparents raised me. So like I told my sister technically I was there for grandpa and went through all of that because what we don't realize is like, oh, we're like, oh, we're an adult. We can do what we want to in our twenties. But then when you have to be 20 and transition to a caregiver of someone passing away, that is a mental state (laughs) that will change the trajectory of your life. And so I told my older sister, I said, listen, when it's time for the grandmother, she will not be in my house. I will come visit. Either she's going to be in the home or she's going to be with you or she's going to be one of her kids. And I say this because (laughs) I am a firm believer of you got to split the responsibility. And I told my sister this. I was like, you didn't help me with any of that time during that time. So I'm going to do what you did. Tables will be turned. I'm going to visit when I want to visit. And I'm going to be traveling and doing what I want to do. Because her thought was like, oh, well, you know, I have time. I have time. I have time. I can do what I want. And cool. And I get it because that's your life. You're, you know, we're selfish in our 20s. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be so good for me because I'm going to be like, oh, I'm just coming to drop off some cookies. Y'all okay? All right. Bye now. Bye. Oh, you need a break? Girl, I got to go wash my car. I'll be back. Not the washing of the car. Like, bruh, you could have just said you left something on on the stove for as limited as that excuse was. But Sunny D, like you, my mama is uber prepared. She has like a whole file that she has created. She has coordinated with the funeral home and paid off her headstone, her burial plot. She got it down to what makeup that she wants to wear, who is and who is not invited because Southern Black women, you know, you know. But she has all the details because she told me like she had to bury her mom and it was hard but her mother did pretty much the same thing had everything planned out and she said you know when that time comes you're not going to want to make these decisions you're not going to be in the mental state to make these decisions and unfortunately she thinks I am the one that is a little more responsible and will be able to make those decisions or let's be honest we'll remember where the paperwork is (laughs) and not just throw it away tossed away. Love you, bro. So she's like, yeah, I have everything played out, planned out, everything paid for. So we will not be like those other Black families, no shade, no tea, with a GoFundMe or one that loved one passed on Monday. It's the next Monday before they bury them. No, mama passed on Monday. We gonna bury her on Wednesday, maybe even Tuesday, depending on what time of day on Monday, because that woman has got it all together. And my daddy, he's, what's again, Black man of a certain age. He said, if you can bury me in a hole in the backyard, I'd be fine. But that's illegal. So he was like, cremate, cremate me. I don't want no funeral. Just have a party. Southern black man, give me a repass at the church with some music. He dang near want to go out in all and style with the band and everything else. But the dichotomy of my parents. No, that's real life. Like my brother texted me the other day for the Disney Plus password. Like I, he's going to find forms where? Nowhere. It, it's me. It'll be me. I know where they are. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I have access to them. I know the lady at the funeral home who's done services for my father and some of our other family members. I have her phone number. Like we know the, I know who these people are and where this information will live because my brother, it's not it. <laughs> He's not it. But yeah, it's going to like having all that information for your funeral stuff. Me having worked in the funeral industry for as long as I did, like I have seen it where people are not buried for months because of funding and not being able to have funding for services. Mind you, all of the services, whether it is a memorial service, whether it's a full burial, whether it's a cremation, anything that needs to happen when it comes to final arrangements cannot be done and will not be done unless funding is provided first. Until you pay in full, nothing, nada. So in the event where in the event where someone can't be buried for a certain amount of time, that loved one has to be held somewhere, right? After a certain amount of days, Days, you have to pay. Yes, it is more expensive. They can't hold them in the morgue at the hospital. They got to make room, you know, for others. So they can't be hold, held there. They have to go to a funeral home of some sort and you will be paying by the day if that service is not within a weekish time frame. So having these things in order, having your funding in order, and by funding, I don't mean insurance. That's totally different. That's a separate thing because that insurance is not going to pay out until after you get a death certificate, which could be eight to 10 weeks. So there's that. You need separate funding and plans for your funeral arrangements that has nothing to do with insurance. So you can have those things done, celebrate your loved one, put them to rest and get on with the aftermath of grieving. Because having to deal with all that stuff in the midst of grieving and trying to hunt down some money and, you know, beg people to help you bury your loved one, like that's no way to go out. Families don't need to deal with that. Your loved one deserves way better. Please plan accordingly. And that was a PSA from Sunny D. Get your funds and get your coin in order. With that, because I think about like when you, the mentality and the mental state we are in now, and I know it may be hard to transition to this, but have y'all ever thought of like the impact it's going to have on you, yourself, your your family when your parents get older? Like, are y'all going to move your parents in with you? Are y'all going to really like, you know what I mean? Like create a world that they're close or closer. What does that look like? for y'all. Have y'all thought about that? So I've thought about that. Uh, when they getting on my nerves, I joke to my brother and say, I'm going to put them in Shady Pines. But uh, <laughs> I've said that I wanted to have a compound or a house big enough to have like a mother-in-law suite, not connected to my house, not in room in my house, like somewhere on the property. However, comma, as my parents get older and I'm raising my child, I would be okay with them being on the next block or maybe a one to two minute drive down the street. We're going to check on you on our way home from work every evening. We go on the weekends. I'm going to tell you on Wednesday, make up a little list of any grocery shopping you need to do, any little shopping you need to do. On Saturday, I take you to your little stores and everything because, you know, as parents get older, they always want you to drive them around. They never want to drive themselves. You come in town, they're like, ooh, let's go to someone's house. Ma'am, sir, you didn't want to go to this place before I got in town, but I digress. So on Saturday or Sunday, that can be our errand day. We can do errands. But yeah, y'all, y'all ain't got to stay on my premises. Like we can find a nice little cute one bedroom, two bedroom, something in case the grandkids come over. About It can even be a five minute walk away. Around the corner, two minutes up the road. Perfect. I concur. We have talked about this and we like the idea of buying land as one does. Um, you know, 10, 15. 
15 acres or something like that and having multiple houses on it for like his brother and their kids and his sister and their kids and my brother and whatever he doing with his life in a house for my mama and stuff whether they're fully like what you would consider a normal single family home or whether there's a few different like tiny houses because my mother doesn't need a lot of stuff she doesn't need a lot of space if it's just her so she can downsize we can put her in a nice little you know tiny house on the other acre or something but like we're all close enough in the vicinity to you know spend time with kids and have a family and then we have one main not main house because that's our house but like a main I don't know rack center community family space that has like a bigger kitchen and like a family room and a game room and in the pool and the space where we all hang as a family that's where we have the birthday parties or whatever else we want to celebrate but then we all have our own individual homes because I like my space and want to keep my space to me and my husband and our dogs and whatever little children we decide to have in the future so we've thought about a similar type of compound miniature city situation maybe a grocery store I don't know Laura Sunny D went from describing a compound to a gated community to now a whole little small town she gonna have a grocery store and a Walmart chilling no I think those are good ideas I was watching this TV show because y'all know I love if you don't know now you know like watching HGTV or like there's this Netflix special where these two people they go and look at like these amazing beautiful specialized architecture houses and one lady created a house just for that because they have it's three sisters and they all have their own family so everybody has a house but it's like hallways that connect them right and then in the middle of it is like the outdoor playgrounds and everything for the kids and stuff they have a barbecue place but every person has their own house and one of the sisters because they asked the question like well why did you do this and one of the sisters like yeah they can't stay in the same house together <laughs> Like we all will kill each other, but knowing we all have our separate homes that are fully functioning and fully furnished with everything we need, it's we're able to have family gathering a lot easier and calmer and nicer, which I feel like maybe that's something that's going to start moving into the future with like this new multi-generational home. So my only question to that is, are them walls soundproof? Because I ain't trying to hear no sibling, no parent, no nobody hunching or arguing. Like our house is pretty quiet. The loudest part. And I say time and time again in our house is Alex. So I don't I don't want to hear no other external sounds from nobody else. Like don't be disrupting my peace. Halfway long stay in contact with people nowadays because I'm peaceful over here. That's why I said separate houses. You have a non-attached domains where you can have your dysfunction over there. I will keep my peace over here and we can meet at seven o'clock for dinner. Those are the plans. <laughs> love it. Love it. So ladies, what is is one thing you will tell someone in their 30s who has to deal with aging parents? What's that one advice to help them mentally prepare right now? Get a therapist. You are not wrong. Maybe a family therapist, you know, one that's available for multiple people in the family for multiple reasons. Who knows? That's a good one. I My advice would be to understand that your parents are getting older. They've been adults for longer than you have. They have been independent for longer than you have. And them giving up agency or dealing with certain changes in life may be difficult, hence the therapy. And so, you know, everybody gets grace. You need it. They need it. Your neighbors need it. Your siblings need it. Everybody needs it. So be patient and grateful and drink some coffee, have some wine, take a nap and take it one day at a time. All right. Mine would be, don't forget your own mental health. And I say that because... <laughs> 
and it incorporates therapy, taking a nap, giving grace, everything. Because when I was had the honor, I'll say, of um, helping caregive care for my grandfather before he transitioned, um, that was one thing that I didn't realize was so helpful is making sure that you are caring for yourself, taking that time to still be you and engage in opportunities and experiences and don't just pause your life for another person, even if that's your parent. So, yeah. And additionally, I'd like to say, enjoy them getting older because as they get older, you recognize their mortality and the fact that they've had more years probably behind them than they do in front of them. So as much as they give us headaches, as much as they frustrate us, as much as they don't listen and then, you know, want us to help solve problems, just be grateful that they're here and they get the privilege to get older and you get the privilege to be on that journey with them and learn a little bit more because as adults get older and especially black women get older, they mouth get a little bit more free and you start learning a lot of juicy tea about your parents. And the family secrets. Mm. And so with that, thank y'all. Um, y'all know we are, we have a segment called Moments of Melanation. So we're going to transition into Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting. And y'all, I'm so excited about this moment of Melanation. And so because it's Parenting Month and we wanted to highlight this person who is a freakingly amazing, outstanding mom. Oh my freaking gosh. I can cuss on my own podcast. Oh my fucking gosh. Like, <laughs> she's freaking amazing. And y'all, not only is she an amazing mother because she's just that. Um, She's a freaking amazing friend that will get your life in order and tell you the realness on a real even when you don't want to hear the realness she is a sister an amazing daughter a crazy ass amazing wife a boss so don't be coming at her because she will get you right that's that virgo in her a writer a social worker an amazing freaking human being in today's moment of melanation we are giving all the flowers all the love all the kudos everything to our one our only name Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. First of all, first of all, giving our honor to God, who is the head of my life. I'd like to thank the Academy for bestowing upon me this wonderful, you know, accolade. I'd like to thank my friends and family who, you know, been with me on this journey. Alex, Jay, I see you. I'd like to thank my wonderful co-hosts for all of, you know, this wonderful praise. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much, ladies. I thoroughly enjoy being able to witness God's greatness in other people and people that I know and people that I care about and being able to watch him do great things for them or in their life and see how they themselves are a reflection of all the goodness that he is. So I love being witness to stuff like that. And you are absolutely one of those examples. And the way that you offer the opportunity and the space to raise a tiny human to be a similar reflection of God's greatness is it's cool to watch. Truly it is. And I'm not as loud and rambunctious as Nakai is about it, 
but I be peeping. I'm observant. I look, I listen, because you be hearing him in the background doing his thing. And it's just cool to watch how good he is and what that looks like in other people. So props. We love you. We're so glad to have you. And you're very much a necessary part of human existence. Especially in my life, because you are his parent, but sometimes you be parenting me. Like I said, she's a friend, but she be getting your life together. And sometimes you need that, you know, friend that be coming for you and be like, listen, bitch, get your sit together. What are you doing? I don't say that word. You're right. You call, you call me helper. <laughs> You're like, Hella, get your stuff together. What are you doing? And so, yeah, like enough thank you. Like in the Bible, if I had a thousand tongues, I cannot say thank you enough for being who you are. And if I had a thousand tongues, I can't thank God enough for actually creating you because there's no coincidences in this world that all that I met you and all three of us came together. So, so we give you all your flowers. <sighs> okay. And so our affirmation for this episode is... I am growing into my own person. I am grateful for my parents who support and love me through this journey. With that, y'all, thank you. So guys, you know, we come up with all of the content, but this is y'all's podcast too, to some extent. So please, if you have any other topics that you want us to delve more into, any topics you want to hear our takes on, because you know, we keep it popping hot over here. Email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or hit up that little drop box on our website at wheresmyblueprintpod.com. Once again, you can email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or drop us a little comment, a little note, a little suggestion at wheresmyblueprintpod.com. Thank you, Nate. And y'all, y'all can check out our episodes weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. Um, check out the blog for all of Naysays at wheresmyblueprintpod.com, wheresmyblueprintpod.com. And then I am going to turn it over to Sunny D. So we got some exclusives for our VIPs. You can go to our link tree in the bio on our Instagram page at where's my blueprint pod on IG. And within that link tree, you will see our newsletter sign up. You go in there, it pops up. It's super simple. You put in your email your information. It's super short. And then you guys will be right there and ready to receive the newsletter that'll have all kinds of bonus content that we haven't posted yet. Some first looks at Nay's notes from Nay, the blog that we do every week, as well as some really cool stuff just for our VIP. So if you guys have topics, you guys have ideas, you guys want to talk and even get to know us as your host a little bit better, VIP is a place to be. All right. With that, we are over and out. Bye. Peace out.